Hello, this is Bill Lytell one more time with some wisdom for your walk. I want to talk this short podcast in a subject that is almost never, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's a Christian hot potato. It's almost never talked about. Uh, it is, the preaching today, especially in the last 10, 12, maybe even 15 years, has become more and more toned down and less and less Bible. What I mean by that is we're to preach the whole counsel of God. As a preacher, I don't have the right to personally decide what you hear, what you don't hear. As a preacher, I, I am under obligation by the God I represent to preach the whole truth to you, to feed the flock, to feed the lambs, as, as Jesus told Peter, with the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help me God. Now, any preacher that doesn't do that, and there are many, and do not be naive to believe that every teacher up there, oh, he preaches a Bible preacher, he preaches a Bible. Yes, but how much of it does he preach? Because, see, a portion of a lie is a whole lie. Omission is, is just as much lying as commission. Uh, people don't speak the Word of God to you are doing you a disservice, just like those people who are perverting or twisting the Word of God to you. And the liberal, typically liberal, moderate, and evangelical, it's what he doesn't say is the problem. I want you to reason with me on this. This is Bible. I don't want you to go to your emotions. I don't want you to go to somebody you know. Yeah, preacher, but I know somebody. We never argue the Bible from personal experience or exceptions. People come to me with an exception, but I know one guy that one time, no. It's about the rule. The Word of God speaks about the rule, not the exception. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, Many of you know the Corinthian church was wrought with sin and carnality. He told, he called them babes. He called them carnal. Uh, he was hard on them because he had to be. As you, any good father will spank his child disobedient. The Bible says in Proverbs, you don't spank your child, you hate him. And so it's important that we get this uh, book of 1 Corinthians down real good because this is the same direction we want to go if we're not led by the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Starting in chapter 5, verse 11, he says, But now I have written unto you not to keep company if any man that is called a brother be a fornicator or covetous or idolater or a railer or a drunkard or an extortioner with such. Now that means there are other things that are violations of the word of God and the law that are not mentioned here, but these are the, this was the main core group. Uh, with such, and one know not to eat. For what have I, what have I to do to judge them that are without? Do not we judge them that are within? When we ju judge, but them that are without, God judgeth. Therefore, put away from among yourselves that wicked person. Now, people will come up and say, "Well, preacher, I, I thought the Bible of Jesus said, judge lest you be judged.'" Uh, it says in the next chapter, right in the next chapter, the sixth chapter, First Corinthians, in third verse, he says, Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Know ye not that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? If then ye have judgments of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are the least esteemed in the church. I speak to your shame. Is it 
so that there are not a wise man among you, no, not one that should be able to judge between his brethren? And then he goes on and names some other things that they're struggling with. I, I really appreciate the fact of uh, the Word of God is so straightforward. I thank God that it doesn't compromise or particular favor a particular person. I thank God that it's straight up and down. Because when it judges me, it judges me fairly and honestly and straightforward. It says in the ninth verse of the sixth chapter there, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, because you could be. Neither fornicators, and there's that. Almost at every sin list, there's five major sin lists in the New Testament. There's more than that, but there's at least five. In those sin lists, every one of them starts with immorality. Why? Because that is one of the number one most frequent sins of, of, the, of people. He said, Know ye not that unrighteous should not inherit. Now remember that. He starts out, Do not be deceived, neither fornicators. That's immorality. Idolaters, that's anybody who worships something above God. Nor adulterers, again, that's an immoral sin. Nor effeminate, that's a homosexual sin, transgender sin. Nor abusers of themselves with mankind, that's a nice way of saying homosexual. Nor thieves, nor covetous, that's materialistic. Nor drunkards, that's pleasure seekers, drug addicts. Nor revilers, that's just people that are mean-spirited, viciously tempered, and uh, are judgmental on other people in a horrible, cruel way. Nor extortioners, that's, of course, a mafia technique of of illegally uh, extracting money out of people, shall inherit the kingdom of God. Well, we could stop there and park a while. I'm going to say this. There's a lot of people out there saying, well, yeah, but he got saved when he was 12 years old, preacher. He got saved when he was 16 years old, preacher. He got saved when he was 25 years old. Uh, maybe the boy lived a completely ungodly life or the girl lived a completely ungodly life for 25, 30 years after that and dies in some wicked, sinful act in the midst of it. And there's always those relatives that are, yeah, but he made a decision for Christ, and he's going to be saved. Let me tell you this. If I was a betting man, I wouldn't take those odds of Las Vegas. Uh, the Bible says, two straight up and down. Know ye not that an unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. What's that unrighteous mean? We're all unrighteous when we come to Christ, right? We're sinners, unable to save ourselves, bending about a good works. But when we trust Christ as our Savior, we're born from above, we're born again. We're transformed by the renewing of our mind, Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2. We are not the same. Things are different. The Holy Spirit of God has entered in. And let me say this. If things have not changed, the Holy Spirit of God isn't there because wherever the Holy Spirit of God is, there is a change. And so he says straight up and down in chapter 5 and 6, you got to step away from people that call themselves Christian. They call themselves a brother. They call themselves Christian that are in open sin. He says, and they're not in verse 11, chapter 5, don't even keep company if any man is called a brother that is, is actively pursuing fornication, of course, or covetousness or idolatry or railer or drunkard or sorcerers with such or anything else that's obviously in violation of the things of God. You say, why would you, how are you ever going to win them? God's method of winning somebody to himself is not condoning what they do. Never, ever does God condone sin. 
It's never condoning what they're doing. It is rebuking what they're doing as wrong. Because you know and I know, if you don't repent of your sins, you can't be saved. If you don't have godly sorrow with work of repentance unto salvation, by the way, book Corinthians there. Uh, so your, your spirit of sorrow that comes upon a sinner is called conviction of the Holy Spirit. When they hear the word of God or they hear the gospel, they're convicted of their evil deeds with God. That brings them to a place of humbling themselves, confessing before God their sin, believing that Jesus was a Christ, that he died on the cross, was buried and rose again the third day, and realizing he is and asking uh, him to be their personal savior. Transformation takes place. Being born again takes place. The Holy Spirit comes in, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and makes him a new, new creature. Does that mean they never sin? No. They sin. But, but the, but the uh, difference between the person they're talking about in Corinthians is they sin, the person sins, a true Christian that sins and falls gets up. They have remorse. And, and until they get up, we are not to condone them in any way. We're to treat them uh, as a brother, yes. We're not to treat them as an enemy, but we're, we're not to even we're not to have any company with a disobedient brother. Now, that's what I want you to go away with. What does the Bible teach in the whole? And I'm not able to do all of it here uh, in this little 10-minute podcast. In the book of 2 Thessalonians, said, it says in chapter 3, verse 14 and 15, it says, if any man uh, obey not the word of this epistle, note that man and have no company with him that he may be ashamed. There it is right there. You count, yeah, count him not as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. So if we see if we see a man that's called a brother, or a woman that's called a brother, in open sin, we go to him and tell him the sin's wrong. It's wicked. Please quit it. We do it in love. We do it in kindness. We do it in tenderness. But we do not put our arm around and say, it's okay. It's all right. Uh, everybody's got their own way. Or some other compromising statement where you in somehow or another, by your actions or by your verbiage, would condone that wicked act. Don't you be part of that. Come out from among them, be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. Why do we do that? So that they get broken, so that they get convicted, so that they repent, and so that they get right with God uh, is why we do that. So, so that they would be ashamed of this thing. Besides hurting how many unsaved people that are looking at them, they're hurting the, the people that are living for God also. So it's damaging in every way. You say, Brother Bill, have you had to do this? I've had to do this. I've had to do it into my own family. I've had to separate myself from my own family. I've had to separate myself from people that call themselves brothers or in wickedness. It hurt me. It was hard for me to do. But look, do we believe the Bible is the Word of God or not? I do. Do we have to obey it only when it feels good? No. We obey it when it feels good and when it doesn't feel good. Because it's the word of God, and every word is preserved by God for us. I just believe God knows more than I know. I believe God's smarter than my emotions and my benevolences, and I just trust Him. And by now, now I don't, I don't treat Him like an enemy, but I treat Him like a brother. But I treat Him like a disobedient brother, and separate away from Him. I'm not friends with Him. We don't go, we don't do fun things together. We don't play together. We don't work together by the grace of God we stay as separate from each other until they repent when they repent they can be brought back into fellowship I hope this helps you some in Jesus name may it be, may it be so some wisdom for your walk